Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Nicole. And I'm Gina. And today we are dishing about surviving the holiday season with the challenge of diet culture with five tips for those struggling with body image and intuitive eating. But first, it's been a long while. Gina, what's going on? Yeah, it has been a really long time, actually. Oh, man, so much is going on. I, so much. I said this last time. I feel like I have so many little things happening, but nothing major to, to really talk about. We had Halloween, which was a lot of fun, although it rained the entire time. So trick or treat was just kind of a literally a wash. Um, we probably trick or treated for about 20 minutes. Then that weekend we went camping. And when I say camping, I knew it would be cold. So we actually rented a cabin instead of staying in a tent this year, which I'm very thankful we did. However, we pulled up to this cabin. I saw your pictures. That's my chuckling. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was hilarious. Now, granted, I should have known it was going to be this tiny little box essentially when it was $30 a night, which is basically the same price of, you know, getting a plot for your tent. So it was probably 10 feet by 20 feet. It was tiny, enough space for a mini fridge, a microwave, a little space heater, and then four beds, which was a futon that I'm sorry, not four beds, but it was a bunk bed. The bottom bed was a queen size bed. The top side was side or top was a twin and then a futon that came out to be a double. So it could sleep, it could technically sleep five people. So yes, it was fine. We had a really good time. Not quite what I was expecting, but um, it, we really had a blast actually. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, let's see. Other than that, there's not a whole lot. Okay. I will say I have not been reading. I have. Okay. I started this book. Have you read this, Nicole? It's called The Family Upstairs. No, but I have heard of it. Okay. I started reading it and I just cannot get into it. So I'm just slowly making my way through it. Usually at night when I go upstairs to read, or I usually read, but I just haven't been into it. But I also have been sidetracked because I'm obsessed with this show, You, which I did start watching quite a while ago and kind of stopped. But the third season just came out and I just can't get enough. So I've been watching that and not I've reading. never heard of it. What is it about? Murder, blood, guts, everything cool. that I love. Where do you watch it? <laughs> On Netflix. It's called oh. You. I owe you. Yeah. It is addicting, especially if you love, I hate to say I love murder. That sounds horrible, like really, really bad, but I'm not the only one. It's just, it's so twisted. It, I cannot stop watching it. It's just so effed up in so many ways. It's just, oh, I can't, I can't stop. And I love the actors. It's just the whole thing is just really well done, in my opinion. So, yeah, check it out. You on Netflix. What about you? What's going on? Well, hold on. On oh, okay, that sorry. note about murder. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Squid Games? I have not watched it. Have you? Are you, a, are you a fan? I've heard a lot of good things about it. I mean, conceptually, it seems like just wrong to say I'm a fan, but <laughs> I binged it. <laughs> How is it just one season? Yeah. Uh, nine episodes. Um. It is what I will say I liked and disliked about it was the, it's in Korean, the bulk of it. I mean, there's a, oh, yeah. there's a teeny subtitles. bit of English. Yeah. Got to watch the subtitles. Mm -hmm. So it allow, it wouldn't allow me to multitask, which was good, I guess. Yeah, sure. That is good. I, I would probably appreciate that. 
Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about it. In fact, I watched the trailer for it and I was just like, that is just too heavy for right before bed. It was, I think with that, it's almost too real for me where I get, it's almost like that show um, Black Mirror. Did you ever watch that? Mm Mm-mm. It was, it's almost, it's it's on the verge of, of being, it, it's twisted, yes, but also could possibly happen in like a, some, some sci-fi, you know, futuristic world, but it almost creeps me out too much. Mm-hmm. I don't know why murder doesn't creep me out as much. It just doesn't. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, but so to watch it before bed, I just couldn't do it. I'm like, Nick, no, maybe we'll watch it though. Cause everyone keeps talking about it. I, I would start sweating. Like my palms would be sweating. Yeah. I, I probably would be the same way. Mm. Still, maybe watch it. Maybe, maybe it's a morning show on the weekends. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Ah, well, okay. So Shay is in, is involved in Taekwondo now. However, I will say the studio is run kind of more like a, uh, I imagine like CrossFit. So you have a joining fee and then you have a monthly fee and they ask for a year commitment. And I didn't really know that going into it. Um, so we, we, we signed it's week two. We were like, mm. okay, Shay, are you sure this is what you want to do? And she said, yes. So we are on for over a thousand dollars and it is something that she, there's been some issues getting her there after school. So they're only open Monday through Thursday, really for her like level. And they've got three classes as early as four forty five, as late as like six fifteen or six thirty. I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but she has this thing after school where she wants to like hang out with um, Hannah or Nanny and just like hang. She just like kind of wants to check out. Uh, but we talked about like commitment and she's seven for reference uh, for our listeners. <laughs> so Mark and I are having these back and forth discussions about like how hard to push because you it is an extracurricular and you don't want to shove it down their throats. And mm-hmm. yet it was a huge expense. And we had repeated conversations about what a commitment was going to mean and this kind of stuff. I don't know. Have you experienced anything like this with the kids? No, I've never, I would never, I don't think, I think they're too young, my kids. And I know they're the same age as your kids, but for me, I would never sign up for something that was a year commitment. I just couldn't Mm -hmm. do it. I'm okay with paying a hundred dollars a month for something, knowing that when they're done, we can stop. Mm-hmm. So I, that would be hard for me. And I, and I can see that being hard for her. I mean, I can remember be, being seven years old and my parents would push me. I specifically, I remember piano. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Now I did it for a few years. I did power through and they didn't sign up for a year commitment or anything, but I did do it for a few years. She'll be fine. She'll do it. But I can see the struggle. I can completely understand that. We'll see. There's a talent show, or I shouldn't say a variety show coming up, and I'm one of the co-chairs at her for her school because I I need one more thing, right, Gina? Um, and <laughs> yeah. so she's she's like, well, I want to break wood. Did you see her do the chop the wood in half with her hand? Yes, it was so cool. impressive. So she would just basically wants to do that all the time. Okay, but that's our taekwondo um, woes. But it's going well. Like when she's there, it's good. good. Uh, okay, the Illini won in the ninth overtime. So Ugh. I w- happened to be in Grand Rapids on a girls' weekend. I talked about it on the show. Well, the girls go shopping. And I'm watching the game on my phone now. We had watched the first half at a bar, and I'm I'm like, they're shopping for shoes, and I'm like watching the score on my phone, and I'm like, okay, I, I think I've got to go back to the bar and like watch it. So I leave girls trip and I'm like sitting at the bar, and all these people are like just into it. Like there was never there's never been a ninth overtime in college football until yeah. the Illini. So we won that game against Penn State, who was ranked. Yeah. Come home, flop against Rutgers. 
and then go on the road again to Minnesota, ranked, beat them. I'm like, what is I didn't going know that. on? Yeah. Wow. Freaking Illini. Impressive. It's such a it's such a hot mess being an Illini fan. Other than that, we are getting ready to go to Punta Cana shortly. We're super looking forward to that. So yeah. So yeah, you told me your dates. Are you guys going to be there for Thanksgiving? No, no, not Thanksgiving. Was I looking at the wrong? Okay, okay. I won't say like when we're going because right, right, right. Got it. That's I fine. Don't know. Like uh, from what soon-ish. you said, I, I was like, wait, that's over Thanksgiving, but perhaps I read that wrong. Okay, we're not going for long, but okay, it should be good. No, all right, awesome, cool, yeah. All right. Well, before we begin, just a quick favor to ask everyone, since you like this podcast, please write us a review. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us, and they, of course, help us reach more people, and we'd appreciate it. All right. Today's episode is sponsored by Terry Manrique of Working With Parents. Do you struggle getting your kids to listen? Are you losing control of your kids and trying to get it back? Terry from episode 113 is offering our listeners a 10% discount on any of her packages. And take it from me, if you're wondering if her services work or if they will help, I promise you they will. And if you don't live in Columbus, don't worry. Terry does long distance virtual consults too. Learn more about her services by listening to episode 113, where I talk all about our in-home nanny 911 experience. It was a great episode. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Good. <laughs> all right. Well, Gina, jumping into today's topic, we know diets tend to fail more often this time of year than any other time because diets suck, right? Um, In fact, most adults, not that it matters, gain about one pound during the holidays. However, I think you and I may argue that this is perhaps because of diet culture and the treatment of the holidays differently than other times of the year. So in fact, I would say you and I probably treat it and eat just the same (laughs) during the holidays as any other time, eating intuitively and uh, ditching those diets once and for all. If you're if you're game, maybe listen up. Uh, easier said than done. We know that. We totally understand. But we just thought we would devote an episode to kind of heading off the holiday stress around weight and diets with offering five tips to get you through the holiday season while on the journey of body positivity and intuitive eating. So jumping in, let's go straight to stress. You and I were texting today and we're just like trying to find a time for the show. And we're like, we're so busy. Um, Is it going to get worse? Insane. Yeah, probably. Okay. So the holidays, like other times, but probably more so are mentally and physically draining for a multitude of reasons, which can lead to an abundance of added stress. So everyone experiences stress in different ways, but we know that stress has a negative impact on our health and for many, intuitive eating. Saying no and not overbooking yourself is so important, as is being prepared for the many to-dos of the holiday season. Gina, how Mm. do you keep organized and do all the things? Is there Mm. anything specific you do to manage holiday season stress? Well, something I actually didn't write down here, but I just thought of is that when you say all the things, like I don't do all the things. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I mean, I have a certain, I have a, I have a list of, you know, like five things that we do every single season, you know, something like I always make pepperoni bread to bring to parties and we make cutouts. I'll have some of her friends over to make cutout cookies. And, but if that doesn't happen, oh, well, it is okay. But you know, we, we try to do that. I am a big fan of delegating. I would say that's what makes me a good manager and not only at work, but also like house manager. 
So for example, we're going to be hosting Thanksgiving this year, like I talked about last week, but I'm delegating guests to bring specific foods and I will tell them exactly what to bring. That is the person I am. And I'm also asking for help with childcare as we prep specifically my mother will be coming over like she I have her making the mashed potatoes and I said and you'll be coming over at nine o'clock to watch the kids while we do everything else (laughs) and of course she loves it so it actually works out we're very lucky to have you know family close by Uh, as for the to do's I would say I'm known for my lists and I would say actually I've become I am a little bit obsessed with lists I will I will definitely attest to that Nick Nick says so and I and I don't think that he's wrong but lists help me And I'm also a huge fan of starting ahead of time. I do not do well under pressure, unlike you, Nicole. I I am not someone who can do something at the last minute and and do well at it. I do not work well under pressure at all. I started shopping late October for Christmas. And I do this not because of of the possibility of things being out of stock, but I just like to start slicing away at my lists, my to do's early. That's just always been the type of person I am. So that, you know, the day before Christmas or the day before Thanksgiving, I'm good to go and I can relax. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are my I've always been like that. I think I'm I'm naturally an organized person. And so it just comes naturally to me, honestly. And I and I but I have, you know, flaws in, in other areas for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you you probably don't understand my my type, but I don't mean I don't. to be like a tornado. No. I just am. Yeah, you're not a tornado. I would disagree with that. Definitely. Okay, a hurricane. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so one thing you just made me think of, though, um, is stress. And a lot of times people have like personal days or PTO days or whatever that either they may have like can be used or perhaps don't roll over. I have just kind of started scheduling myself a bit out of the office, like randomly on a weekday you know, for like Santa to do stuff or a little bit of, you know, just wrapping, whatever it can be to do that. I'm I'm going to spend like a full day shopping with a girlfriend. We like our, our task that day is just stuffing, uh, stocking stuffers. Like awesome. Yeah. So I think that was a big thing for me this year was planning ahead enough, not being like, oh crap, there's zero days that I don't have patients or meetings that it like makes sense to take off. But I went ahead and did that ahead of time to like just spend the time there. So that was a win this season. And I think it's not over committing or taking each year as it comes. So yes, like you can't do all the things. So some years um, I have given my team like really thoughtful, like specific gifts, gifts like for them and their likes or, and other years it's been a gift card or an experience. So I don't always try and like one up myself or say, oh, I did this last year. So I also need to do it this year and kind of keep pace. Um, it, just take each year as it comes. And I, I think that's huge, especially when it comes to gift giving. Like I always feel like people that can be so stressful or maybe it's just me. I don't know. You start in like July. So <laughs> maybe you have this I will all say, down. You are so much better about getting gifts. I, I don't give no gifts. way. Ask anyone in my family. They'd be like, please don't buy me anything. You are terrible at it. <laughs> oh, no, I, 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 I think you're a great gift giver. You got me a gift last year. I don't, I don't even, I felt bad. I'm like, I don't even buy gifts. I just, that's the thing. I, here's the thing. Here's why I don't buy gifts because I know once I buy someone a gift one year, I'm going to feel obligated to do it every single year. And that just stresses me out. It's just too much to think about. I don't know. And, and I can't just, here's the thing though. I, 
I think it's different. I shouldn't say that because I will like give someone like a one-off gift. If I find something that reminds me of them or I think that they would really enjoy, I would not buy it thinking then I'll feel obligated to get them a gift every single year. I just, I, I don't know. I, I am so, I get overwhelmed so easily by, by to-dos. And so I think part of what makes me so good at managing my to-dos is that I don't over to-do my to-do list. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that includes not buying everyone gifts. Mm-hmm. Truthfully. Yeah. Well, I do not feel obligated to buy you a gift this year. I don't have any good, <laughs> good ideas. And so I probably wouldn't. But I think that's my I think that's my point is like, don't always try and like keep consistent with one year from the next. Like it's okay to change it up. You don't have to You're buy. Right. Yeah. Like if you bought for the neighbors last year or you dropped off a bottle of wine, like why feel like you have to do that this year? If it's You're just right. a, a thing on your to-do list, does it really have meaning anyway? I bought you a gift last year because I thought of it and I found a cool place and I was like, I want to eat there and I bet Gina would too. So I'm going to send her a gift card. I think that's what it was. Um, But yeah, yeah. I, I guess just let go of that. I don't know. Like, no, I, I agree. Because, yeah, I totally agree. I, I know why people think that way, but I guess I'm encouraging to let it go. Let it yeah. go. Let, let it, go. it go. It's too late. <laughs> um, And then also just keep balance. Like, honor your sleep, honor your workout. And for me, that's, like, also my family. I got to have balance. Otherwise, I just freak out. Absolutely. All right. So tip number two, stay the course. Do what you normally do. So eat the meals you normally eat with your body as a guide. Exercise in a way that brings you joy, but not with the intention of the largest calorie deficit, et cetera, et cetera. So don't go down that diet diet culture rabbit hole. Gina, do you treat Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever holiday any differently than any other day? I do not. And I'm very pleased to say that I did. I used to skip breakfast and eat very light in preparation for these days. So obviously on Thanksgiving Day, I would skip breakfast or I would just eat really, really light and same with Christmas or, of course, the days before um, before those holidays. So just any time around those holidays or if there was a party I went to really before any big meal that I thought I was going to have, I just would eat less and skip a meal. But anymore, I do. I treat them all the same. And because of that, I know that I enjoy the holidays so much more. Like when I was a kid, I would say I eat breakfast, I eat lunch, dinner and plenty of snacks in between no matter what day it is. I would actually say that I probably eat less than I did back in the day when I was restricting so heavily around the holidays. Since now I am so much better at listening to my body's fullness signals and hunger cues. Uh, Back then, you know, when I was heavily embedded in diet culture, I overate whenever there was a party or holiday event because it was my time to quote unquote let loose. And of course, after a couple of drinks in me, I was often binging and eating way past my comfortable fullness. And I just don't do that anymore because I I don't restrict. Um, And I also don't drink quite as much too. And if I do drink, it doesn't affect me as much because I actually have calories, you know, in my belly instead of just going all day without eating and then drinking and binging. I mean, it was a vicious cycle. Um, so yeah, I definitely treat all those days the same and I, and I feel so much better because of it. What about you? Yeah, same. Uh, I think because I was so guilty of it in the past, I'm super aware of the fact that it's truly just another day in terms of what I eat and drink. And the reason I know that is because I don't even think about it. Like there, there is zero like chatter in my head going on about anything regarding food or weight with regard to holidays. And I wish I could remember like when that shifted or how I helped it shift, but it, it has. Um, so, and I may eat more than I normally would like on a day-to-day basis, 
but it's like not to the point of being like an upset stomach or anything regretful, if that makes sense. Previously, I might have felt like a sense of missing out if I didn't have something I wanted. And it's that's just not the case anymore. It's it's funny because there's little things I do now that I would have never done. For example, Mark always makes fun of me because I don't love veggies on my pizza. And I know this is kind of a weird example. Like I'm fine with veggies on my pizza, but I wouldn't choose them. Why? Because I love pizza and I want to taste like that delicious cheese and crust. But I also want veggies and I want those separately. Perhaps that's just me. But so I guess similarly, I love veggies, but I wouldn't necessarily feel like I had to have a veggie or something green at Thanksgiving or Christmas. Like to me, that I don't have to do that because I don't have food rules or like I'm not eating like my plate on Thanksgiving day. Like I'm eating intuitively. I can have a salad any day of the week. Like I don't get my aunt's, I don't know, whatever, broccoli, cheddar, casserole. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> Fill in the blank. So I guess I'm I'm going to eat like what looks good. If the salad looks bomb, awesome. I'm going to do that. I'm not going to fill up because that's like my low calorie filler food. Does that make sense? No, that does make sense because that that does remind me that in the past I would always think, okay, where's the vegetable? And mm-hmm. not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I still, I love my, Nick makes Brussels sprouts with bacon every year and they are delicious. But you know, my motivation behind eating that is different now. Like before it would be, I'm going to load up on the Brussels sprout. So I, you know, get really full and don't eat all the other stuff. But now it's like, I'm going to load up on the Brussels sprouts because I love them and they're delicious. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If I don't feel like eating them, oh, well, I get more stuffing. You know, it's just the motivation behind it's so much different. Yeah. And you wouldn't stress about it if you went a meal during the week and like there wasn't a vegetable, right? I mean, like, no, so why would Thanksgiving or Christmas be any different? True. Like if it didn't look good or you wouldn't stress about that in your day-to-day life, like the holiday wouldn't be any different. Right. I think for me, though, I was it was more like, well, I'm going to be eating a lot of carbs today <laughs> and a lot of sugar. So I need to offset it with some more fiber and some greens to make myself feel less guilty. That's, I think, mm-hmm. what would go through my mind previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm going to eat more pumpkin pie instead of instead of pecan pie because pumpkin is a vegetable. <laughs> I used to think that. In my head. I would actually have that thought. I know. Which do you like better again? Honestly, it's really hard. I actually do think I like pecan or pecan, however you pronounce it, pie better. Truthfully, I love them both. But if I, I guess if I had to choose, I would probably choose pecan pie. Hell yeah, because it's better. It is so good. I know. I know. I didn't used to say that, but as as my as my tastes have matured, uh, I think I do like that better. Especially where I, I feel like my aunt or my mom makes it with chocolate. Oh God, it's so good, so good. Yeah, good call. Mm-hmm. Making me hungry. All right. <laughs> Tip number three: Avoid diet and weight talk at all costs. This is like at your holiday get together. Yeah. And Gina, what is it about groups of families? They often love to discuss their loved one's weight or dieting strategies. I mean, honestly, do we have nothing better to talk about with family members that we may not see all the time? (laughs) So I'm dying to know, uh, does your family participate in such topics of conversation uh, relevant to diet culture? And if so, how do you respond? Yeah. I am very, very thankful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think some people, it's like, they want to fill the void. There's this like empty, sometimes there's just like awkward silence and they think, well, what else can we talk about? Oh, I'll talk about my interesting diet. I don't know. It's just a topic that everyone can relate to. So I guess in everyone's defense, it, it is an easy topic to discuss. But anyway, my family knows better. They do not talk about that, at least not when I'm in the room. Uh, so Nick's family, I would say they talk about dieting a little bit more, well, 
They talk about it more because my family doesn't talk about it really at all. Uh, I am not one to hold back my opinion. And generally when it comes up, I jump right in and I get really like sassy. (laughs) And I don't know. What was it that someone said the other day? Oh, I won't even say who it was. But if someone in Nick's family mentioned going on a diet and I just let out this, I just like kind of had this cackle. I'm just, I don't know. I, I said something so smart alecky and Nick gave me this look like, why did you say that? I just can't stand it. I honestly cannot stand it. So anyway, I'm very adamant about no diet or weight talk in front of the kids, especially. So I do try to to shut it down really fast. I think I mentioned this on the podcast once, but it was Nick's mom who said something about how, oh, Paige was asking her why she doesn't eat desserts. And she said verbatim, because it makes me fat. And I about choked on whatever it was that was in my mouth. And I just, oh, it took everything in my power not to just kick her out of the house. I was so angry. But I realized in that moment that if I made a big deal about it, that would just draw more attention to it. And so, you know, Paige and I had a little discussion about that later, as well as uh, me and uh, and Nick's mom. Anyway, uh, thankfully, Diet is not the center of attention for either of our families, generally speaking. And we do, yes, have much better things to discuss. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very thankful of that. What about mm. your family, Nicole? Yeah, I don't see my extended family a ton, ton. And of course, less since COVID and probably this year as well. Anyway, uh, so it is a conversation topic that comes up. And I probably would have dove into it before if for no other reason, because it was a question like pointed at me as a dietitian. Uh, But now I would say I totally brush it off or I'm listen only mode. I don't know what it is. Gina, do you at some point as a dietitian, you just like hear people start to talk about it and you're like, I cannot even engage. Like, do not talk to me. I don't want to talk about it. I don't care. Like, I don't care. Yes, I I have one of two responses. Either I completely go silent and don't say a thing or I just jump right in and start being a smart aleck. Yeah, Mm -hmm. one of two. It depends on where I'm at, who I'm with and just how I'm feeling. Yeah. People assume that dietitians want to talk about food or weight all the time. And for me personally, it's just quite the opposite. I'm totally unfazed by the topics. And I I guess I don't even want to insert my opinion because I don't want to I don't want to get into it, you know, like. I don't know. I guess if anything, it it can make me sad for others when they're so deep into diet culture and can't really seem to find a way out. But that said, I do get it. And I know that just like anything with change, your heart has to be in the change. So while I may gently insert an opinion at times um, or use myself as an example, like I I don't push it on people because they're Mm -hmm. they're clearly not like in that headspace. I'm also very aware that people and culture uh, make aware that my body is larger and may not be what they want. So they may, may very go well, may very well say something, you know, just internally. Well, intuitive easing isn't working for her weight wise. Um, and you know, what? I personally am totally OK with that. Like I, I would rather be my weight and eat intuitively and not have this obsessive like black cloud of diet culture in my life. Yes. Um, just the mental and emotional space that has been freed literally and figuratively uh, for me in the past, I'll just say five to six years for sure, is one of the best things I've done for myself. Uh, and I know it's always going to be a journey. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on it, Gina. I'm not like fully mm-hmm. there. Uh, but diet culture does not have that chokehold on me. That's for sure. And the holidays are way 
more enjoyable now that they yeah. don't. So true. I love it. That's, yeah. Yes. Cool. And it, and you're right, Nicole. Just I, I just want to add, it, yeah. it is a journey. And, and and even I, even though I might get on this microphone and pretend like I have everything, you know, I am 100% an intuitive eater and I'll never go back. I have moments too. It's, what do they call it in the book? The spiral of healing. We all have those moments where we kind of revert back for a little bit, not for a long period of time. Um, but, you know, I'll have days or moments when I do, you know, have those thoughts and I just, I recognize them and I, and I sort of know what to do when that happens. And that's totally normal. Um, so it is a journey. I think I, yeah, it's a great way to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Uh, all right. Tip number four, create new traditions, perhaps instead of everybody bringing a dish. Not that that's bad, Gina. I love it. Um, But maybe a meal is made together or perhaps time is spent playing a game or dessert is maybe served a few hours after the main meal. Uh, The holidays are kind of really about the memories as much as they are about tradition Uh, and creating memories and new traditions, maybe something that's kind of beyond the gather and eat all the food, leaving in a state of discomfort and nausea approach, it it might be worth considering. So I guess, Gina, does your family do anything, quote unquote, non-traditional that perhaps makes the holidays about something beyond food or brings a different type of joy to the food Mm. kind of food foodiness of the holidays? Oh, not really. But as you're saying this, I sort of wish we did. I Okay, so I already said our family all comes together to contribute to the meal. If we had a larger house, this is my dream. When we move and we have a bigger kitchen and more, just more space, I would love for just the whole family to come over and we all cook together. Like that sounds like so much fun, especially when the kids are older and they can help out too. Like right now, that just sounds like a stressful situation all around with the kids just being like, I'm bored. What do we do? Blah, blah, blah. Ugh. Blah. So as they get older, I would love to incorporate them into the the meal prep. And I would love to have a Thanksgiving where everyone comes together and we just cook together. That would be so much fun. Sounds like a movie, actually. It's just like, I don't know. It reminds me of a, a movie. Uh, but aside from the food, I do traditionally run the turkey trot. And I would say that's more at this point as an excuse to get outside on Thanksgiving and breathe in some fresh air. But in the past, it was definitely definitely diet driven and weight driven. Like, okay, well, I'm about to go eat this, you know, 1500 calorie meal, what I would normally eat in one day, I need to get in a five mile run. Um, But now it is, it's not about that at all. And I just really, really enjoy the tradition. We do it with some of our good family friends down the street. And that's just a lot of fun. I'm actually not running this year. And that's just because we're putting Thanksgiving on. And Nick pretty much said verbatim, like, you are not doing the turkey trot this year. I'm like, okay, you know, past me would say, ah, yes, I am. And, you know, make sure it happened. But no, I will definitely get up and probably do a run just because that's just still a tradition. But am I going to make myself run five miles? No, I'm not. Um, otherwise, <laughs> and this is such a lame tradition, but I would probably do a little bit of shopping. And that just does not mean going anywhere physically. We did that once and we'll never do it again. Uh, but I'll probably do some shopping online because, you know, why not? And hopefully we'll play some games. I'm a huge game fan and I love just breaking out games with family, friends, like Scategories or Balderdash. Those are two of my favorites. And then, of course, around the holidays, we like to do some volunteering, which I hate to say. They always say, you know, we need volunteers for the holidays, but don't just be a holiday volunteer family. I don't want I don't want to turn into that where everyone thinks, well, it's the holidays. It's time to volunteer. We have to remember that people there there is opportunities to volunteer 
all year round. And I need to remind myself that, but I do kind of get into the volunteer spirit around this time. We did sign up for another Meals on Wheels delivery and I actually signed us up on (laughs) November the 27th. And I just told Nick that he said, that's the Michigan game. I am not doing Meals on Wheels. It's like, oh crap. So I had to reschedule, but we are going to be doing that. And (laughs) his love has limits, Gina. (laughs) I know. I was like, you know, it's probably not smart to even be on the streets of Columbus on that day. So yeah, I promptly rescheduled that. Um, but yeah, I want to, again, as the kids get older, get into more volunteering habits. Truthfully, whenever I look up volunteer opportunities, very few are, it's, it's always like ages 12 and up or ages 13 and up. Very, I, I can't find anything for kids my, my age. So I'm trying to find more things that they can get involved in and Meals on Wheels is a great start. So yeah, what about you guys? What kind of traditions do you have? Uh, we have a signature tablecloth. So it kind of started as a joke. My granny who has passed on, she spilled red wine on a new white tablecloth. And my mom was like, oh my gosh, okay, let's make this a thing. Let's have you sign your stain. So it kind of started as this like Thanksgiving or Christmas, like a holiday tablecloth that you signed if you stained. And then we were like, okay, well, we don't really need all the stains. Like, let's just sign it. So it it was it was just fun. I don't know. I think of also like dirty it. Santa games, just something that, you know, the whole like family can kind of get involved in. And you can even include the kids um, or a white elephant if you want to like repurpose. Isn't that the difference? Like a dirty, Sa- dirty Santa stealing with a white elephant is like the repurpose from your home. Am I thinking of these correctly? I know white elephant, not dirty Santa. I'm not familiar with that one. So dirty Santa has the stealing. OK, like a wrap guess- gift and you do the like a number, and then the person who goes first gets to steal last or keep their own gift. Oh, see, I always consider that just the white Santa. Oh, or white Santa or white elephant? White elephant. Santa. White oh, elephant. okay. I don't know. I'm getting all confused. I've only ever done a white elephant where you grab a number and it's been a while. And then the person who grabs number one gets to take the first gift. And the number two can either take uh-huh. that gift or another yeah. gift. And you can only switch. You can only choose someone else's gift once or twice or whatever the rule is of the, uh, you know, it can be only be stolen a certain number of times. Correct. Yeah. Well, no, or yeah. Mm. Or the gift can be stolen or you can only steal one time. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. I think it depends. I mean, I've played a, a wide variety, but I've never heard the, what'd you call it? Dirty Santa. <laughs> yeah. Cause of stealing. We, yeah. Know. Yeah. No, yeah, no I, I like that. I was thinking of white elephant as being something like repurposed from your home. Like, Oh, I I bought this, but I never used it, so I'm going to repurpose it and take it to a dirty Santa. But it's like that, yeah, that could be like where it originated. I just think that whenever I've played that, it's always a new gift. But perhaps people, I mean, people could also bring in repurposed gifts. I've got plenty of unopened gifts here that you know I will literally take some gifts that my you know family members will give to my kids and like save them for something else or yeah, you know, absolutely. send them to Goodwill or whatever. Yeah. Well, especially if you want to keep things low budget and just, you know, because it's, it's an expensive time of year. Like just fi- everybody has something in their house that they're like, this is a nice something like somebody would want this. Yeah. I, I just think this is fun. I, I always think of the time I <laughs> I had one guy on my team. I shouldn't say guy, a gentleman. And he I don't know why, but he wrapped up some boxers and <laughs> Like not used, like they were in the package. And I wanted okay. those. They were like, Chris, because I sleep in boxers. And people were like, seriously, Nicole? I was like, I was so excited about my boxers. I was like, it's a little weird that I'm wearing 
this guy on my team his underwear that he didn't want. But I was like, it's cool. It's cool. Um, So I always <laughs> think of that time. But it was a lot of fun. Like somebody got a fruit bowl, like so random. Um, Okay. I, I'm digressing. Okay. So also little things. So now that we have kids who are loving the whole Santa gag, uh, I would say we've made Christmas a much smaller event. And with that, less stress, less travel, all of that. Um, So that's kind of a new tradition is like be home. I know that sounds weird and crazy, but COVID kind of solidified the okayness of that. And it's something that I I really want to kind of hold on to. I mean, while Santa is such like an exciting thing, like they're just at that age, right? Your kids too. Being home on Christmas Eve, is it? that's like the sacred day now. Like we're home. We're not going yes. anywhere. Santa's coming. It's a big thing. Um, and then, oh, one of my, one of the other, a couple of years ago, we did appetizers like all day. So every hour or two, we'd like put out a new appetizer to nosh on and everybody kind of chose something that they wanted to either make or have. And we all kind of did it together in the kitchen. It was fun. And I had like a like a signature cocktail. So you can, you know, get creative that way too. Um, kind of like a progressive day of, of food uh, that can that. be really fun. So yeah, some, some ideas maybe. Uh, and if you have a good one, send it to us on Instagram. All right. Tip number five, commit to January. So yes, the holidays we think of as being November and December, but then comes January. So let's commit to going into January without putting diet or weight loss intentions in place. The old New Year's resolution weight loss plan, right? Very, very common. So Gina, when did you move away from this and what helped you to do so most effectively? Mm -hmm. Well, I used to think about my weight throughout the year, not just on New Year's. So I would never say I was a January New Year's resolution weight loss person because uh, I just thought about it all year round. And truthfully, for me, just getting rid of that mentality of, of weight loss all year round, it, it started when I got rid of my scale. And I mean, because I, I used to get on that thing. I don't know that it was necessarily daily. It was never a daily wear, but enough that it affected me negatively. Um, but when I got rid of that scale, I really stopped thinking about my weight as much because I couldn't see my weight. So it didn't really matter to me. Um, so yeah, again, I rarely had a weight loss or weight maintenance related New Year's goal that I can remember. Uh, but I was always putting on weight loss classes in early January, helping others commit to weight loss, which I do not do now. Uh, I used to put together a 10 week weight loss class that started the first week of January. And I enjoy that class so much. I will be honest. I just, I don't know. I enjoyed the people that took the class and actually ironically. So I'm teaching this intuitive eating, this five week intuitive eating course currently, uh, here uh, in my, in my suburb and a lady from my 10 week weight loss class that I used to teach at giant Eagle signed up for it. And she came and I was like, Oh my gosh. And it just made me feel so, so good. And I, and I said to her, listen, you're going to hear pretty much a lot of what I'm going to be telling you in this five weeks week course is the opposite of what I would have told you, you know, eight years ago. And she's like, I love it. I can't wait. Uh, and she, you know, tells me all these things that she still does that I taught her, which some of them I'm still okay with, you know, like she, whenever she has the option to choose whole grain over white, she does. So a lot of the things she does now, I'm like, yes, I'm glad that I, I still stick to that. I, I love that. Um, but it just was so good to see her. And I'm so happy that she's now joining me on my journey of intuitive eating and she's starting hers as well. So that that's great. But anyway, I used to love teaching that class. I just love teaching classes with groups of people. That's just my my strength, I would say. 
Um, but of course, I cringe at the idea that it was a 10-week weight loss class where, by the way, I would bring a scale uh, and everyone would get weighed in. It was like a Weight Watchers class, essentially. It was, ugh. Everyone <laughs> would get on the scale, write down their weight. Oh, my gosh. Um, so now I like to set goals like we talk about each January that are realistic, sustainable, and really involve an area of wellness that I know I need to work on, not necessarily physical. So this year, for example, I would say my focus is going to be more on social and emotional wellness. I, I rarely have a physical wellness goal. Um, so yeah, what about, what about you? When did your transition begin? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, it, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's, yeah, I don't, <laughs> when, I don't know, Gina, I don't know. You're speechless. I'm speechless. Uh, I guess if you can commit to tips one through four, giving it your, your best go there, I guess you probably won't have issues with this one come January. Like what if in January you just had a daily touch base with yourself? about what will bring you more happiness or joy the next day and then work to make that happen. Like just take it day by day, not a whole month, not a whole year, um, but just really kind of getting in touch with yourself. Uh, There are some nutrition related things that I like to get back to in January that can sometimes just kind of get a little crazy during the holidays. So whether that's cooking regularly or meal planning, meal prepping, Uh, But that's not about dieting or weight loss. That's about my happiness and health and household, kind of being a good manager of the house, like you said. So that's a good place for me to be in January. But that has nothing to do with weight loss, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. So I guess committing to steps one through four means like tip number five is going to come a little bit easier. Yeah. But did you ever used to have weight loss goals in January? For, oh gosh. Um, yes. I, like I can think of times um, that my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law and I have talked about it. Um, and yes, at some point in the past 10 years, probably was I like, oh, January, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. No. And mm-hmm. that's totally unrealistic. Forget I even said that. Uh, I think the last time I can remember was when Mark and I, Mark got me like through challenge to commit to doing Whole30. Do you remember this was a couple years ago? Yes. And my fondest memory uh-huh, mm-hmm. is going to Whole Foods and finding all of the Whole30 friendly stuff and leaving with like a $750 like bill or something <laughs> crazy. Um, And all the condiments tasted like garbage. Ugh. And... We never made it 30 days. I think on like day 28, we're like, we're going to go drink. Like I felt like (laughs) I was doing something wrong. And I honestly, that was probably the last time I dabbled in any type of diet culture. I think what was interesting, what I mean, for me, I kind of did it as an experiment for my blog because it was very hot at the time and people were asking for Whole30 recipes. And it's not that there's anything wrong with Whole30 as like recipes. Like if it tastes good and it like, they have some great recipes. I would still make them. One of them yeah. is like a an apple something recipe on my blog that I absolutely love. I should probably link it in the show notes because it's that good. But I don't like it because it's Whole30. I like it because it's delicious. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think Whole30, Mark did it for weight loss. Um, but I would say I do it did it as research with like a possible side benefit of weight loss, if I'm being truthful. So it's yeah. I would say it's been a number of years since I would have even 
considered like January and weight loss goals. But yeah, I don't know. All right. All right. Cool. Good luck okay. for the holidays, so, guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll I, I, so it's just bringing kind of bringing this back. I just thinking about this now. I it really has been. OK, I just I have to say this. I, I can remember the the I didn't tell this story I was going to, but I kind of forgot the last time I was really entrenched in diet culture and it was the holidays. And I can very, very vividly remember this. And I always think about this when I think about how happy I am now being an intuitive eater around the holidays. And it's, I was at my aunt and uncle's house for Thanksgiving and I had just served myself. And I might've told the story on this before, but forgive me. I had just served my, my plate of food. I put it down to eat it. And before I could start diving into it, I had to make sure I could estimate how many calories I was eating. So I kind of just like went around my whole plate in my head and estimated the calories and then got my phone out and wrote it down. And my cousin called me out big time. He was like, did you just record your calories? And I was so mortified. Like, oh my gosh, he just called me out. He knew what I was doing. That is so embarrassing. And I don't know, just talking about that, talking about this, you know, topic today, just brought me back to that, that day. I'll never forget it. And it's just, ah, so freeing not doing that anymore all, all year, but especially now around the holidays. And it's funny because at the time you were probably like, good job, Gina. Like you didn't like dive face first into the mashed potatoes before you figured out how many calories were in it. And then you step away from diet culture and you're like, oh my gosh, like that's some crazy stuff. I mean, (laughs) yeah. And I don't mean like, I think most people listening have probably had that that moment. Like if if they've experienced diet culture at all, like that's a real moment. And I don't think it's till you're out of it that you're looking back going, huh, that's unfortunate. So glad I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah, exactly. You don't realize it until you're out of it and you look back and you think, wow, I did that. (laughs) I had the same experience many, many years in a row. So that was good. Thanks for sharing. All right, Gina. Mobwin, favorite new product or recipe? Yeah. So when we were, okay, I, I don't remember which podcast I heard. It might have been the, the Girl Next Door podcast, but they talked about these packing cubes on Amazon. So I went right to Amazon. So essentially what they are is you can get them in all different colors for all the different people in your family. I got one for me and one for Paige. But for Paige, it's, it, I, could, I could basically use these cubes for both Paige and Cameron, but I bought them in pink. What they are is they're just a bunch of, flimsy fabric cubes that zip. When I say cubes, it's it's they're not hard cubes. They're they're soft and you open them up. It's like a bag is basically what it is, but they're shaped like a square or a rectangle. And you there's one bag for, you know, your undergarments. There's one bag for your shirts, one bag for your pants, one bag for your jackets. Uh, you can put jewelry in one bag, but it helps you organize your luggage. So at first I was kind of like, this is kind of gimmicky, right? We don't really need these. But I thought I'd buy them and try them. And so I got them for, I used them for a camping trip. Oh, amazing. Hmm. They helped me pack. They helped me unpack. It was just perfect. There's even an extra bag. I always, I always want to bring a bag for all the stuff I want to put in the laundry. So I usually pack just a plastic bag to put all my dirty stuff in. But there's an extra large bag that I used to put all, all clothes in when they were dirty. So at the end, I had two, one for Paige and the kids and one for me of just a bag of dirty clothes that I just brought down and threw in the laundry. 
so it was just an, a great way to make packing and unpacking more efficient. And I highly recommend them. They're not very expensive. So check them out on Amazon. Uh, lightning deal right now ends in oh. two hours and 22 minutes, which does oh. zero good for our readers who are going to be listening to this <laughs> in a couple days. But uh, regardless, yeah, you're right. They're they're not expensive and not. Yeah, go go follow Gina's link. I think I'm going to get some of those for some people on my list. You got it. Yeah. Yes. That, yes. That's a really good point. It'd be a really good gift. People who like to travel or even if they don't travel a lot. I mean, we don't travel a whole lot. We probably go on like, I don't know. I probably pack a bag six to seven times a year. Okay. Like yeah. For traveling. Maybe more than that. But I like those. They're they're great. They Very are practical. Great. Yes. Very practical. All right. Well, I guess I should be like a an Instagram influencer when it comes to fashion. Ha ha. Just kidding. Uh, but I found a fit and flare sweater dress that would be perfect for the holidays. And it's super cute with like booties and leggings or like knee high boots. Um, and I guess it's like sexy enough because Mark was whispering some inappropriate things to me when we were doing family pictures this weekend. Um, oh, so you can think boy. about that when you get our Christmas card, Gina. Um, but I was like, <laughs> OK, I don't know if it was the dress or the boots, but I was like, OK. Um, so I will link that in the show notes. I think it's a very cute and yeah, it was super comfy and, and yeah, good for the holiday. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, coming up on November 21st, we will be dishing about postpartum body positivity with intuitive eating dietitian, Katherine Reiner. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. Check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. If you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right, until next time, everyone, be well. And Nicole, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, Gina. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs>